and welcome to Minute 125 of Season 3 of Movie Around Minute, the daily podcast where we yippee our way through the 1988 Bruce Willis action film, Die Hard, one minute at a time. I'm Rob, and joining me today on this Friday before some people's holidays and Friday that's part of other people's holidays is uh, Jeanette Ward of the Mundane Adventures of a Fangirl. Welcome back to the show, Jeanette. Yeah. Hello and happy holidays, everyone, because it feels like regardless of who and what you are, you could be celebrating a holiday during this time. So happy That's holidays right. and what a joy to be celebrating here with you, Rob. Thank you again for having me. Of what, course. What a week. What yeah. a week of shows. What what a these are easily some of the best minutes of this. One of the best movies. Couldn't be happier. I All the minutes are great in this movie. It doesn't all the minutes you know. are great, but these are the best. <laughs> Did the rest because you're on them, right? There you go. <laughs> yeah, that too. <laughs> All right. So minute one twenty five begins with John looking around in wonder and ends with John beginning to make introductions. Mm-hmm. So yesterday we we had a quote unquote filler minute, which we we explained wasn't really a filler. It's more to scene building. Scene building. There you go. And today continues that and. You know, we see John and Holly start walking after they come out of the building, and John's looking around for something. We're not sure what he's really looking for. I and don't know that he knows what he's looking for. Right. I think that's true also. And then there's a shot of a lot of emergency response units and people all around the area. You know, we see firemen and SWAT men and cops and reporters. I guess they can also be considered first responders. Is, is, would, you call, would you call third? There you go. <laughs> would you call Thornburg a a uh, first responder? I would not. <laughs> he is such a such an integral part of the story because he matters so much. And again, talk about putting the right actor in the right role. Like there's a dude who elevates what could have been nothing into something truly meaty and delicious. <laughs> and and he does that in most movies that he plays this type That's of role. True. He is very memorable. Yeah. Yeah, he's he, he's good at being a dick in movies, I guess. Ghostbusters. Yeah. Oh, my God. That's right. Yeah, yeah he's fantastic. <laughs> Actually, I said he's, he's he's good at being a dick in movies, but in Ghostbusters, he's dickless. You know. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that's true. This man has no dick. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> so then, once again, we're going to get all these different things of uh, all these different quotes of of just random people talking in the background we hear someone say what was it like in there how did they treat you did they frighten you at all so that's obviously a reporter asking those questions another reporter then says any comment and then someone uh it's it's not han it's not it's not john or holly but it must be one of the other uh hostages says it was terrible we don't want to talk about it (laughs) And then someone else for closed captioning. <laughs> exactly. Then then someone else throws out a line. How does it feel to be on the outside? <laughs> so. Yeah, we've been in that building for so long. Yeah, you've you've been in the building for twelve hours. <laughs> yeah. And he goes, "I'm going to Disneyland. I'm going to Disney World." <laughs> you've survived Hans Gruber and <laughs> and his terrorists. What are you going to do, do now? now? I'm going to Disney World. (laughs) 
I, I think that would have been that that was like perfect timing around the eighties for that. So that well, might have worked. Think there. Like from from where that building is located, it's got to be forty five minute, maybe an hour drive down to Disneyland. So it would be very appropriate. Um, that's true. I, I don't know if Disneyland would be opened. Would be open at this. Uh... I, you could get in line. <laughs> no, but would it be open in December? Oh yeah. It's open all year round. There in, in LA. In I, LA, I don't know. They don't have. They don't have seasons. It's just generally. Um, that's really funny. I just to... did. I just did a search for the Fox Building to Disneyland, and they gave me the Fox Building in Baltimore. So, so it tells me that, well, that would be, it's a forty-hour drive. drive. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that'd be a much longer drive. <laughs> oh, my That's God. really funny. Well, and it's one of those things because of LA traffic where it, it may only be uh, a few number of miles, but because of traffic, it's going to take you an hour and a half to get there. Not at 4 o'clock in the morning. Well, that's true. This is really funny. Anything I try by writing Fox Building is giving me – I got a place in Portland, and I got a place in the middle Midwest. <laughs> you know, it's not really giving me anything. I did Nakatomi to Disneyland, and that doesn't help me either. Hmm. You know, what's, what's – uh, it's, it's, what's it called? The Fox, Fox, Fox Plaza Building? building? Fox, Fox Plaza Building. Fox uh, – yeah, this one gave me Illinois. That's <laughs> Exactly. Boy, they're making it difficult. Uh, let's see. If I do it, because I know where it is. Oh, maybe it, if you type in Century in... City, that'll do it. Ah, uh, there you go. That's right. That's what we need. Century City Disneyland will take you 54 minutes. So, sorry. See? About an hour. An hour. Yeah. It's, a, and it's, it's only it's 30, it's 37 and a half miles away. <laughs> but it'll take you an yeah. hour plus. Yeah. But not at four in the morning. <laughs> yeah. In theory. In theory. That's true. Well, actually, after this type of attack, it might uh, it might actually take you that long just to get out of the uh, get out of the parking lot. Yeah, 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 for sure. No, that could be. And and then John does something. We, we see John. He's looking around. We, we see... Um, we see Al like right in the middle of the screen, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know, walking towards John or whatever. In the complete and utter chaos, and hopefully, what I would assume is it's direction to everyone else in the scene to be running, moving at top speed, or at least aggressively motoring around this area. That Reginald Vell Johnson is slowly either standing still or slowly moving towards John and Holly, and it, it he's moving towards him. It enhances the focus. Without using a fancy camera trick, you know, which maybe in today you would do it where he's at regular speed and everybody else is at super speed. This is just him moving very slowly through a crowd of people who are all hurrying. And it it just really enhances the drama of the moment. Yeah, for sure. And it does it really well. And then we see that, like, John mouths something. What what do you think he's saying there? Uh, Either pal or Al, because he calls him pal throughout the most of the movie. So that would be right. my assumption. Okay. So I, this is something I never, never caught on to. I've seen this movie so many times, and I never noticed that he actually mouthed something here. A friend of mine, uh, Daniel, who, who I'm giving a shout-out to, even though he doesn't listen to the show because he <laughs> says he has no time, even though he loves talking about Die Hard with me. But, you know, I, and I'm now going to send him this one so that he'll 
he'll know that he actually gets a shout out in it. Nice. You know, the, the, he he'll he'll listen to the ones that I send him and and prove to him that he should listen to. But uh, <laughs> you know, whatever. And so he and I have had an argument for the last few months because he said that 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 he says here uh, either pal or friend, and I I never noticed it before, and I always said to him. I said, no, he doesn't. What are you talking about? He doesn't know because he said that he says that to him, that he calls him that. No, I think he mouths, and... he mouths it because you see the reaction. And I, I always assumed it was pal because it looks like there's a P in the front of it. Uh, but I, I think it makes more sense because, for him to say Al. Well, because he refers he, to him as pal so much throughout the movie. And so I, I – No, he doesn't – not so much. He, he calls him Al. Okay, well, Al, then Al. either way. Maybe he's saying Powell. Could Powell it be that he's saying Powell? Either way, what I like is the response, and I, in a similar way to talking about how the payoff of so Daniel, I apologize. Jeanette has proven that you are correct. He <laughs> says something here, either Al or Pal or Powell, but he doesn't say friend. There you go. Um. <laughs> I like <laughs> yes, but it's it's the payoff of the relationship that both of them have worked to build throughout the course of the movie, and the fact that again, great casting. Yeah. They're both so good. It's so genuine. It's so emotional that every single time I watch this, even watching just these minutes, just this minute, made me tear up. When they finally come together and it's the Reginald Bell Johnson's performance where he, because he, I'm assuming, pal, looks at him, mouths the word pal. Doesn't bother saying it because there's so many people around, so much chaos, he's not going to hear it anyway. And the nod that he gets, and then when he comes and Pal's breaking that of beginning to chuckle. He's just so happy to see him and Holly and that they made it out of the building that he just starts to chuckle and it breaks the ice and they just kind of collapse into each other's arms after being through this intensely dramatic experience together and then they just start laughing and it that moment is so it just feels real. It feels a relief. It feels like a release for the audience. It just feels so wonderful and so happy and it's so well done. I, I love it. Right. I mean, for me, I think it's 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 funny the way that they do it because it makes it seem like a love story type of thing. You know, yeah, I don't. There I, is the no, machoism I mean, between the two of them here, but relationship it's just a strong friendship. Like the the only the only person that, with the exception of Holly, who he couldn't communicate with, the only person who has had. John McClane's back throughout this entire experience has been Al Powell. And so for him to finally get to the point where he can meet up with this person who has become his friend, his support system, his connection, mm -hmm. uh, it's such a relief to finally encounter him in person. I just, it's beautifully done. Uh, yeah, it it definitely does it. I mean, the, I mean, first of all, you know, they, they, they shake hands and then they start hugging and the music swells, mm -hmm. you know, the in a very dramatic way. Of uh, you know how the, the they're they finally realize who each other are. Yes, 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 yes. You know that type of thing. Yeah. So yeah, you know it's 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 nicely yeah, done. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 And they're both the they're both the half crying, half laughing as they're hugging together. Yes, yes, yes. And stuff like that. Relief. Yeah. They are relieved to see one another. They are relieved they made it through this. They're relieved that both is the other is okay. Yeah. Yeah, and and then basically John turns to to Holly and begins to introduce Holly to to Al, and he goes, "Al, this is my 
And then it gets cut off. People are going to have to come back on Monday to find yeah. out who this is, who he's introducing. <laughs> he said, this is my, my. How, how does he describe her? <laughs> yeah. This is my estranged wife. <laughs> this is the mother of my children who, who ripped them away from me for six months. <laughs> there are many things that we can say here, you know. Yeah. This is. I guess we have to wait to find out. Yeah. This this is my um, separated wife who no longer uses my name, but but is still unless she's signing checks. <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah. Who knows? But uh, basically, he's about to introduce her. You know. This is the woman who I couldn't find in the building. <laughs> This is what I've been doing. This is this is the woman who, who who because of her I just had the worst Christmas of my life. Right. You know? This is this is why I had to go through all that. I mean, there's, there's so many different things you can say here about who this woman yeah. is or who he's about to. This is mine. <laughs> so we'll we'll just have to wait until Monday. You know when when we have a different guest. So we'll we'll have to find out. Sorry, sorry, Jeanette, you just won't be able to find out who this is. I guess I won't know. That, that'll be okay. I will simply enjoy the moment of this this sequence of the relief that both Al Powell and Don McLean feel on, on realizing that the other has made it through this horrible circumstance in one piece and that they can now hang out. Yeah. That's true. And they can hang out in this crowd of so many other people and the yeah. fact that they were able to, 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 to find each other like this, you know, it's, uh, you know, like I always love the quote in, uh, in saving private Ryan, you know, trying to find the needle in the stack of needles. Mm-hmm. I do. And again, <laughs> I think that's, that's what, that's what sells this moment for me. And if you have, who knows how, if they had tried to do it a different way or if they had used other actors or, but the way they do this. And again, it's the chaos surrounding them. If they had come together and like maybe outside of like the crowd, I don't think it would be as effective for some reason, the way this is done in the crowd with the two of them spotting each other and realizing, because this is the first time they've seen one another. That's right. It's, it's just beautifully done. I really, really like it. Yeah. It's like John goes that. Oh, that's who I've been talking to. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I, I, I pictured you differently. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I like that there is none of that. Honestly, that could have played, you know, for some comedy or something like that if they wanted to throw in. If they both said that to one another, I thought you'd be taller. It's the opportunity for a joke like that. I really appreciate that none of that is there. It's not necessary. Yeah. Uh, they, yeah, I, I really just, it, again, the craftsmanship on this movie, so well done. Yeah, for sure. I completely agree with you on that. So you have anything else you want to say about this minute before we get into uh, the, the script? No, just that, that knowledge of really the only person John's been able to depend on through this whole thing has been Al. So it's it's just very touching when they finally get to see one another. Yeah. And, yeah. Then and again, I like – I do like – yeah. And I do like the fact that they're both half crying, half laughing. You know, that yes. – all right. There's there's relief and and release at the same time. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's what it comes down to. Yeah. All right, great. So the the script, I'm just gonna, you know, 
I'll just read through it. It's not that much. But what happens here? It's a little different. So there you go. First of all, he says McLean calling out, Al, Al, you hear? The crowd eddies and surges. Suddenly, Powell is there, and McLean knows it's him. They stare at each other, 10 feet apart, and then they're grinning, extending their hands. But somehow a shake isn't enough, and they're embracing each other, like men who've lived through combat together, which, in fact, is the truth. McLean says in an emotional way, Al, man, you are my rock. I couldn't have made it without you. <laughs> and then Powell responds. And you know what's interesting is that everything that's in that script that you just read is what we just talked about that was, again, conveyed completely visually, nonverbal. Yes. So it, it's, it has to be in the script so that the actors know what needs to be conveyed. But then if you hire the right people, you don't need any words to do That's it. right. So McLean says, Al, man, you're my rock. I couldn't have made it without you. And Powell turns to him and says, Bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, fun, but no. not Exactly. Me. And then McLean says, no, I'm serious. Hey, this is my... And then he gets cut off there also. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah no, exactly. I mean, literally what we talked about, just in words instead of visuals. Yes. Yeah. I like it. Yep. It's done very well. All right. So every Friday we have a segment called uh, Weekend Surprise, where my guests generally don't know. Uh, depending on who they are, they don't know what the question is going to be. So basically, one of the biggest controversies of Die Hard over the last uh, 34 years has been the big question about Die Hard. Is Die Hard a Christmas movie or not? And since, you know, for th for those of you who celebrate Christmas, that'll be tomorrow night, you know, and Sunday. So this is a very apropos time for uh, for, for Jeanette to answer that question. So, Jeanette, what do you think? Is this a, is Die Hard a Christmas movie or not? And make sure to show your work. Um, yes, no question. <laughs> you have to explain why. Christmas, I think <laughs> the, the definition of a Christmas movie is something in which it takes place around the holiday times, but in which Christmas also plays uh, factors into the plot, right? Matters because of the storyline. It's not just, oh, it takes place during Christmas because Iron Man 3 is not a Christmas movie. Um, but Die Hard is, in my opinion, and I will classify this in my opinion, and, and other people may have differing opinions, and that's fine. I, For me, this is a Christmas movie, but my family watches it every uh, Christmas season. We watch it on our, our cookie day. We have a day where we all bake cookies together, and we do to a boy. Well, you told me earlier this week that your mother loves this movie, so obviously, you know. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. So in other words, since, you were, since you've been a kid, this has been your Christmas movie. Oh yeah, this is our Christmas movie, and it, and it's for me, it's a Christmas movie because Christmas is key to the plot. John is going out there to spend the holidays with his family, so number one, the instigation for the storyline to get John to the circumstance is Christmas. Secondly, uh, the situation, the robbery is taking place because of a Christmas party at the um, corporation. Now it's also to celebrate a big sale they made, et cetera, et cetera. But basically it's the, the corporate Christmas party um, that's happening there. So that factors in the fact that the um, he uses Christmas tape <laughs> to tape the gun to his back, as we talked about a couple of days ago, that that plays in it's there. It's sitting out because Christmas decorations are going up. Uh, then now I have a machine gun. Ho, ho, ho. It, that factors into the plot because it was a Santa sitting there. And so it helps 
again, play into the John, playing into the ego of the terrorists and not letting them know what he has. And, and so because Christmas is integral to the plot of the movie, I feel like this is legitimately a Christmas movie. Um, there you go. That that is that's my reasoning. <laughs> and again, okay. I am not one of those people who is. If you don't think it is fine, it doesn't have to be for you. For me, it is, and uh, my family watches it every Christmas, and and you know that's fine. Would you okay. want to watch it as much any other time of the year? It it hits harder during the holidays than it does maybe you know in in May. <laughs> okay, you know you can watch you can definitely watch it any time during the year. There's no sure. question about that. <laughs> Both, like completely. Um, all right. So, anything I, else you want to say about the, yeah, the related movie? Related to that. Okay. I, and I think it might have been Jake Cluett who brought this up years ago. Uh, and and I looked this up. I I wish there existed that you could buy and didn't have to make yourself a Nakatomi Tower uh, Lego set. <laughs> Which <laughs> I believe the only one because if you Google it, some appear, but I believe there are some that people have had made on their own. I wish there was one you could simply buy and that it was one of the adult sets in the black boxes <laughs> and that it was similar to the Death Star in that multiple rooms having different scenes in them so that you got a room mm. party, that you got one that was the boardroom with Hans uh, interrogating uh, Mr. Takagi, I, I, that there was a vault with Theo in his like drilling in and that down in the reception there was not Huey Lewis. Uh, and then up the, there's another room with Carl and John McClane fighting in the chains from the ceiling. And then you'd have the roof with like a separate a Lego helicopter that came with it. Um, and then a news van with Thornton and uh, what's her name? <laughs> the, you know, the uh, his assistant. I would like that. Uh, and then Al's police car. I, I feel like a whole set top to bottom with rooms that you could see and people in each one. Um, and then, of course, the window scene where you, where <laughs> where you have you can have Holly with the little Lego watch on. You have John, and then you have Hans Gruber hanging out the window, and, and you could release that um, at your leisure. So I wish that existed, and that you didn't have to make it yourself. <laughs> oh well, but it's more fun sometimes to to, to make things by yourself. Oh, I suppose that's true. It would take a a lot of honestly. Uh, on the TV show Lego Masters, at some point that should be one of the challenges. <laughs> Oh, okay. That would be very interesting to, yeah. to see. <laughs> All right. Excellent. So, anything else you want to say about uh, Die Hard or Die Hard Lego? <laughs> no, that's it. I love this movie. It, it is, again, it, just expertly crafted, perfectly performed, well-written, well-directed, well-acted, so much Fun to watch, really good. The best action movie that's ever been made. I, I really like it. Okay, great. And I'm, I'm glad that you were able to spend time with me uh, this week talking about it. Thank you again for what I consider to be some <laughs> of the best minutes of the movie. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So uh, you want to, once again, for the final time, tell people how they can get in touch with Jeanette Ward. Yeah, you can find me on on your socials. Uh, check me out on the Instagram, the at j.y.ward on Instagram, and then on Facebook and Twitter, etc. Um, and you can find my movie reviews at jwardadventures.blogspot.com. You can follow my belly dance troupe at tamarindbellydance.com. Uh, we also have a YouTube channel if you'd like to see some of our performances. Um, and yeah, it, it's been a pleasure. Thanks, Rob. Happy holidays, everyone. All right. <laughs> 
happy holidays to everybody. Um, thank you for joining me. And uh, finding me is very simple. Just do a quick search for Movie Rob Minute. You can find me on Facebook. You can find me on Twitter. Or you can go directly to my website, MovieRobMinute.com. So everyone have a great weekend. Have a happy holiday to everyone who celebrates whatever holiday you celebrate. And uh, I will be back on Monday with the final week of this movie and with a new guest. And then Saturday and Sunday next week, we'll have two other different guests just to go through the weekend. And then a week from Monday, we will begin season four. So everyone will have to highly anticipate what it's going to be. Nobody knows it. It's, it's, it's a secret except for those who are in the know. <laughs> Until then, yippee ki yippee ki